Hello and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast, a podcast where we talk about all 39 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I'm your host, Jeroen, and I've listened to all of these songs multiple times. And I am your co-host, Mira, and I have listened to none of these songs ever that we haven't listened to on a podcast already. <laughs> All of the songs that we haven't listened to on the podcast yet, I have oh, not heard. I really thought I was I was going to get a clean, clean, no, good intro on you this You know you're one. not going to get anything To be fair, I knocked you me. for a loop. I usually don't phrase it like that. You do I recognize like oh, I do it different every time. Uh, a good one would be I'm hearing these songs for the first time. Yeah. Do you know what song I heard for the first time today? Not a Eurovision song, but it it did feel like the I, podcast because I was made to listen to it. Pray tell. By the supermarket. Uh, today I was made to listen to the new Coldplay song. And I want to flip the script on our podcast today and I make really, you listen to it also because I it's really the worst song really I've know. ever heard in my life. I'm not, we don't know. I know I say that every no. time Coldplay comes out with a new song, but it is garbage. I do think this... Um, it sounds like an ad you see on like Instagram or Reddit. Wait, once again, like... What you're saying right now, I heard the new Coldplay song and it's terrible, could have been said at any point in the last 10 years. I know, I know. I think Viva La Vida came out in 2008, maybe? Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's the last time I've liked Coldplay. I mean, even Viva La Vida was a bit much where at the time. Like, yeah. is this, uh, where you were like, oh, is Coldplay going like fully mainstream? Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like... Didn't they then do the song with Kanye West or like... Yeah, and that one I did like. Because I liked Kanye West at the time. And I, you know what? The man is a hot sinking pile of garbage, but... Homecoming did slap. Well, um, you right. can... it's it's like it's good stuff. Some of his stuff is real good stuff. You come to this podcast to hear our uh, inane ramblings, our crazy takes on music. Um, well, we have already given you a bunch of those. Stop now, trying to get the podcast back on track. We're listening to the new Cloud okay, Coldplay song. Okay, I'm just going to say, as much as I don't want to, this is vaguely okay in terms of like Eurovision adjacent because uh, Glastonbury announced that it's going to be doing uh, live streams of, of performances on May 22nd, which, as we all know, of course, is the date of the grand final of Eurovision. <laughs> uh, this very is Coldplay big... playing? Yeah, and this very big music festival decided to place that on the same date as another big music event. Are people upset about this? Have you people, seen people, people be upset were about people this? were confused, um, but I think Glastonbury was keeping uh, keeping like sporting events in mind more so than Eurovision, uh, as when it comes to the normies, that is usually what matters. Coldplay and sporting events. That is the most important thing. What is this fucking song called? I have no clue. Well, how Just, am I going to listen to well, it? Hang on. Cool. I'm, I'm going to Google Coldplay news. Okay. song. Okay, this is, uh, yeah, this is a new format for the show uh, in which we start by uh, Mira making me listen to a song that she heard on the radio but doesn't know the title of, um, followed by me showing Mira three songs that will be participating in this year's this Eurovision song This song came contest. out in fucking December. So it's not new. It's called Flags. So it's not new. It may not have been Coldplay, but it sounded like Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this has just made this entire bit even better. Was that it? No, this isn't it. So that's not even it. Oh my god, was it not a Coldplay song? It probably wasn't a Coldplay song. But it says something about you that you heard a bland, bad song on the speaker at a grocery store. It may have been an old Coldplay song. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't even a new Coldplay Maybe it wasn't, song. Maybe it was just one I hadn't heard before and instantly just absolutely hated. Was it just fucking Paradise again? No, I I recognize Paradise. This sounded like, you know, when you're scrolling through Reddit or Instagram and you see an advertisement for sure. a product that's obviously fake. Yeah. That what that music is what it sounded like. Let me very quickly and this is this is another tangent and I promise to whoever's listening to this that we will get to the topic at hand. But <laughs> the, not if I can do anything the, about it. Um the clickbaity videos, right? With the with the copyright free music under them. Yeah. This person paints walls for a live or would be the most boring shit or the most bizarre stuff. This person saves lives by painting walls. Right. Yeah, like yeah. it's more like that. It's, yeah, it's got to be phrased like that. Um, it's these videos that you're meant to come across while scrolling your Facebook timeline or your Instagram or whatever, but they know that you're not going to click on it to hear the sound because it's just about, like, you know, video captions. Yeah. Right? I have been noticing a lot recently that they are giving up the pretense of putting copyright-free music under it. Yeah, I recently saw a video where <laughs> every 10 seconds or so there was a woman just saying music hub. There's there's a couple of news Music Hub. There's a couple of news websites that do this. Uh that like have they don't it, even pay for the music. That have like a little little video of like, you know, a headline and then some archival footage while explaining it. And I watched one and it was like a video of some influencer talking to their phone apologizing for something or whatever and they had like the audio of that and then it faded out and the rest of the video was basically just quiet while archival footage was playing at a, like at a really low volume and i was just like what was this for i know you were subtitling the apology so i could read what it was saying but i was like no i want to hear this because subtitles don't tell me enough so i just click on it and I hear that, and then the audio just fades out, but the video keeps playing. It was so weird. Did they not want the YouTuber to to them? I don't know. Just the entire thing is like, they know, they know. that no one's turning on the audio. Yeah, but, but I am. Yeah, I, I, I am now making a point of it. I now <laughs> am hunting down these ridiculous fucking videos. I don't care if I'm in line at the supermarket. I will listen to the audio. Another thing is that a lot of these videos are... Uh, longer than three minutes by design because... For ads. Because they have to keep your attention for ads for three minutes. Um, but you know what isn't longer than three minutes? Eurovision songs. Wow. We really uh, we really drove down a lonely road on a rickety Segway to get there. And speaking of driving down a lonely road, that is one of our themes. You seem interested in that one today. I, w I want it. Yeah, we have walked down a lonely road with Leslie, Roy, Angela, Peristeri, and Albina. Uh, so why don't we return to the lonely road, but this time in a vehicular manner. <laughs> 
Get in the car, losers. We're going to Eurovision. <sighs> Road trip to Eurovision. Just a uh, big, yeah, like, alas, spice bus. Alas, the audience uh, that is going to be at Eurovision will only be Dutch, which is perhaps the most terrifying phrase I could have ever said. Oh my god, I... An I'm audience really... exclusively of Dutch people? They're gonna have to adjust the camera angle because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's gonna be six feet tall. I mentioned Glastonbury on May 22nd, but of course May 22nd is the grand final. Um, and I think we should listen to our first song that is a guaranteed qualifier for the grand final. Ooh! A big five song is have what I mean by that. No, we have not. This would be our first one. Why not? Um, and why not stay exactly on theme? Uh, Colt plays a British band. So why not listen to a British man? Oh, I love listening to British men. You seem less than enthusiastic. No, I only listen to Jedward. We talked about Jedward last time we talked about uh, him too. No, this is, as last year, James Newman. Oh, the yeah! The British have not selected a new man. <laughs> But they have, though. Uh, James Newman, who last year brought us My Last Breath. Uh, and is That now... one did stick with me. Yeah, yeah. And is now taking a new breath and blowing into a new song. Wow. Uh, so let's see if you get heated up. For the UK's entry for Eurovision 2021, this is James Newman with Embers. road trip and this week we're following james newman and philip serrell <laughs> that's the duo you're going with i'm pairing him with phil serrell yeah okay okay okay. i would like to see him with anita manning yeah that would be great like him and anita manning um if i was really like feeling thirsty i'd have him and natasha raskin just like get, oh god get i'd get yeah, yeah. It's fun um we like Antiques Road We Trip. like BBC's uh, stupid antiques shows like Bargain Hunt and Antiques Road Trip. It's the same like rotating cast of antiques a experts that all have like unique personalities and looks. They all look like characters from the CBBC show Balamori, but they are allegedly antiques experts. And they all have like their... Like they're they're all like general antiques experts. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they all have things they especially love. Sure. You've got Laidlaw who's into military paraphernalia. Anita Manning likes like wee silver brooches. Yes. She likes silver. Kate something. Kate Bliss. Kate Bliss. Who's kind of scary. Who's she's kind of scary, but she makes the boldest fashion choices, and I love her. Yeah. Great characters on it. They got a good rotating cast of people to be on Bargain Hunt and on, uh, specifically for this one, because he does drive his car down the British, <laughs> the British countryside, countryside. <laughs> uh, for the Antiques Road Trip. Antiques Road Trip is the best one. It's like, like they, Bargain Hunt yeah. is just two teams get half an hour to, <laughs> like, find the best antiques. Yeah. And then they go to auction. But Road Trip is they put, <laughs> they put two of the... 
This is my favorite thing and it's so obvious. <laughs> but Antique's road trip is they put two of the experts in like an antique car together. Yeah, it is usually an old timer. Yeah. They put them in like a cool old timer and then they drive across the British countryside. And every episode, they're in a new British town and they have to like split up and go to all of the antique shops in that British town. Yes. And then at the end, they also go to auction. And then the one who wins the most like is the winner of that episode of Antiques yeah, yeah, Road Trip. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> just anyway, he this was, dude yeah. like in a fancy kind of old timerish yeah, race yeah, yeah, car yeah. driving down the British countryside. I'm like, I'm there. Where is he going? What's like the fun aside scene he's gonna do where he visits like an obscure countryside museum of like wartime watches <laughs> and there's like a super old person there telling him about the antique watches sure. and he's like super into it. I want to see that. Okay, what you did see instead was... James Newman and his song Embers, the entry for the United Kingdom at this year's oh, yeah, Eurovision it was Song fun. Contest. It was fun. Kind of a basic, you know, basic quote-unquote banger. Didn't really bang hard enough, but is like yeah, it's a got, fun one. You know, it's got the brass, it's got the bomb bomp which is it's enjoyable. Got the bump, bump. I get annoyed at songs that wait for like the drop with just like... And very quiet piano. Pair, pair it back before you drop all the instruments or, yeah, or something but, like that. But yeah. pairing it back specifically just with the piano and the... Uh, did this do that? Yeah, it did. Oh. I was just like, no, just drop it. Just just drop it. And then it did drop. Yeah, but that's And it like... was like, nah, this doesn't drop as hard as yeah, you... And then it goes into the, the brassy instrumental. Into... It, 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 has, it has its structure uh, in place. It's kind of wrote, it's kind of paint by numbers. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is this is uh, leaving you breathless, making you go, uh, I have I have breathed my last breath. But you know, by by the UK's standards, I'm I'm all right with this. I'm like, okay, we've got for for the UK, this is a good entry. I can only applaud the boldness it takes. To bring phoenixes back to Eurovision. Hmm? But not explicitly mentioning oh. the phoenix, yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. really implying rising from the phoenixness. Sure. Um, I, speaking of which, though, I think the metaphor here does hold... Well, not, not water, because it's literally about, you know, the embers, uh, so not the water. But it does, it does work. I think <laughs> this party kind of... Sucks now, but we're gonna do some cocaine and we're gonna really bring the party back up. No, okay, but more personally about like the everything, everything changes, but there is still that's what he says. There's still a chance for us. Is like the embers are still glowing. We can rekindle the fire. Oh right, because there's been a pandemic. Yeah, forgot about how there's a pandemic. Um, I think a lot of like uh, party songs are approaching it from that angle of like, well, we've, we can party again. We, we're going to be able to party again or like the embers are there to to rekindle the fire. And, you know, this this does a pretty decent job of that. Uh, I know I said it about Leslie Roy, um, which turned out to not be the case. But I think in the grand final, if this happens to be in the first half, this would be like a woof, we're into the party start of the show. 
Oh, very much. Yeah. For that purpose, this would work really well, I think. I mean, I'm, I might not personally have this as one of my favorites, but I think it is a fine entry. It's fun. It's good. I don't think you were crazy about Golden Boy, for example, from the first listen. I, I'm, I'm sure there's other songs that you have, like, at first listen been kind of like, okay, this is okay. And then it needs, you know, Eurovision for it to fully land. And that's yeah, but normal. Golden Boy had something to joke about. Sure. Golden Boy had Before I Leave, Let Me Show You Tel Aviv. It's a little fun joke, yeah. It's a little fun joke. This one doesn't really have that one, like, funny right. thing that sets it apart. Sure, but in, in that sense, it is perfectly competent. And that's kind of yeah. what I'm saying with, the, with the, the metaphor is perfectly sound. I don't think I can pick it apart the way I could do My Last Breath, where it's like <laughs> that whole Deep Sea Diver conversation. I think that one's worth listening back to. I think that's one of my favorite. I yeah, believe that parts episode is called "Go to Couples Therapy with Me." Yeah, um, because that's what we advised James Newman and the and the the fictional partner in the song to do is to just go to couples therapy instead. Um, but in this case, it's like, well, he okay, he knows he knows that the fire burns low. I like I like that too. That's like the first part of the song. Sometimes I know my fire burns low, but as long as I'm with you, I'll never get cold. That's very like, sweet. Okay, he went to, is, they went to couples therapy. Yeah, this is really sweet. I don't want to say like, oh, that's a mature way of looking at your emotions necessarily, but it is. It, it's it's a very competent. It's yeah. perfectly well done. Yeah, but my take on that is, and it's a very hot take, just like his embers, is that sometimes you need your song to be a little less competent to make it iconic. Sure. You need a flaw... Because this on itself is, like, not necessarily flawed, but that makes it kind of forgettable. Ah. If it had, like, one flaw, it, I mean, if it say, was you better, say, then you it You say would flaw, be... and I think it me that it just needs something, you know, memorable. Yeah. And that um, doesn't need to, to set it necessarily, apart necessarily be good. It yeah. can be, like, kind of ridiculous. Yeah, something that, that is... And I think a lot of times in Eurovision, we've seen that taken to the other and like the other extreme like oh if we send a song that is so ridiculous then it will be really memorable and then that just makes stupid shit right but the perfect in between is say na 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 say na na is the perfect where you're like this is actually this is actually a really well written song it is it is perfectly catchy you can sing along it's really easy to get the melody and it's not bad. However, to a lot of people, there is something inherently funny about the performance, and that's why it sticks with them, and that's why it, like, really, really was successful. I mean, when when we went to, to see yeah, that yeah, year's yeah. Eurovision at the bar, there was not a single song that had everyone dancing. Except Say Na Na Na. The entire crowd just got on their feet for Say Na Na Na. Because, because it just, just like, like we, got you. We only have the like, you know, the positivity feeling there. Like, yeah, let, let's do it. And, you know, I think this this is this is positive like that. I'm kind of reminded of um, Guy Sebastian's Tonight Again for yes, yes, Australia. Exactly. First Australian entry, which is kind of like, yeah, that's a perfectly fine song. It did really well. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that was, you know, the novelty of Australia's in it there, but they ended up fifth with that. And that's not necessarily the most impressive, original, or flawed song. It was perfectly fun, and that was kind of what it what it was about. It's like, here's a guy telling you 
we're here to have fun right now. And that seemed to resonate. And I think this this kind of falls in that same category where I think this could potentially hook some people because we, you know... Yeah, I... I I think the message of it, if it transcends, also does land, like you said, for for the now. You know, the like, we are on a low fire because of the pandemic. But we're going to party so hard. We're going to party again. We have lost some contact, but we can party again. And even on a personal we level, can't. In a I'm going to go home after ten minutes. Sure. First party I go to, but I even on a personal so level, overwhelmed. like any relationship can be revitalized like that. I, I I I like that, but I fully admit, obviously, this is not you know not one of the greats. Um, but I yeah, I think I think it's pretty well done. The best example of you know this this type of song that we like the most is "What's the Pressure." Yeah. But but what's the pressure is very much the best one. <laughs> I mean that one started off the grand final when it did, and it um, and fucking ruled. It did. It falls into that same yeah that same very brassy bassy kind of song that really does establish you know we are here to party, which is yeah why I think this this wouldn't be a bad choice. But we don't know yet what the grand final is going to look like. Of course, that is only going to happen to us. In May. Uh, but James Newman and the UK are going to be there no matter what. Will our next songs make it to the grand final, though? That is a question that we might not be able to answer, but we can certainly listen to the songs. <laughs> Ooh, okay, give me. I'm just... Predictions? We're bad at them. Yeah, because we have very unique tastes. Yeah. We like Antiques Road Trip. <laughs> We've listened to a lot of songs from the first semi-final, so let me add another one onto that pile. Um, this one is coming to us from Ukraine. Ooh. Uh, we have yet another returning artist from last year. Goe won the national selection with Solove, uh, and in this case, the song was internally selected. Uh, they had a list of, of possible songs to choose from, uh, and this one got a big audience response. So they chose it, but they needed to retool it a little bit because some of the words were based on an actual poem and stuff like that. So they needed to just fully kind of come up with a new vocal line for this song. So I held off on listening to this because I knew it was going to get like, you know, a retool. I'm saying I never heard like, you know, the first version that people liked. This one is allegedly like, you know, kind of different from that original uh, interpretation. But this is the Eurovision version, so this is what matters. For Ukraine, it's Go A and Shum. two things that I love. Okay. Slavic yelling songs. (laughs) Yeah. And Mad Max. Okay. Right. And where I feel disappointed is that they didn't go hard enough on the Mad Max angle. Sure, sure. They had that super cool car. Mm -hmm. It was so cool. Very diesel punk. 
Yeah, and you know I love diesel punk. And then, yeah, the car kind of stops being in it after a minute or so. They take their car down to a spot in the woods where, where they, they... organize an illegal rave for some <laughs> youths. Yeah, a lockdown party, which is, you know, morally bankrupt. It's kind of the same thing that James Newman did, though. He also drove his car down to a parking lot somewhere to throw an illegal party. Yeah, but nobody there was... I mean, also bad, also bad. But this one specifically shows them like taking off their masks. Right. Yeah. Um. What I what I will say, what I really like about that, to some extent, though, is the fact that they're playing, you know, a little flute does give it a very like Pied Piper of Hamelin kind of story. That yeah. it's like I've lured these teens because more so than in James Newman's video also these are not peers of the performer James Newman arrives and he's like he knows all these people and then parties with them they're on a stage these teens arrive, are not are not goths lured by the sweet little piping sounds yeah these non-goth tiktok teens and they are teenagers that to me they they show as like much younger they than look the like yeah like art high school exactly students. so they arrive and they are they are yeah entranced by the music to really fucking go for it and they go for it they do they go really for go, it. fucking go it for does it. look like this, they're having a good time this, that is the song kind of loses me before it like really starts fucking yeah and then it really starts fucking and i'm you know there yeah i think i think i'm, I'm i think i'm there with you i do think at least for me it's a clear downgrade to what they brought last year. I am not compelled by this the way I was by, yeah, Solove last year. Though a lot of that was to do with, you know, the lyrics of that specifically being like, I asked Mother really if I could cool. go down to the Glade um, and just being really <laughs> like, uh, what? I mean, none of these Slavic yelling songs that we've heard since Tulia sure. have to me, you know, recaptured the magic of Tulia. That's fair. Yeah. Because that song just, you know, gripped me by the heart and throat. And shook me around. And I haven't felt that yet again, but I'm always chasing that high. I, yeah. I love that songs like this are now, like, a mainstay. Sure, yeah, that we can that, we can have them come back. Yeah, that we can have something different like that. Other people have that sound, and it's it's prevalent enough in Europe that it's also making its way to Eurovision a second time. Uh, Third time, even, kind well, of. yes, exactly. Yeah, I like that. I, I think I, their yeah. sound is, is interesting. I just don't think this song is anywhere near as good as what they did last year. And in general, I don't think I feel the need to make that comparison all that much in terms of like, oh, they didn't match what they did last year or, oh, this is better than that. Like, in general, I feel like I'm pretty good at divorcing the two. But I think, yeah, what they did last year to me had something so special that this really doesn't have. So it, it kind of falls flat for me. I understand. It's just they have a cool Mad Max car and that, like... Yeah, no, that, sure. I mean, that's giving candy to a baby. The, they Pied Piper lured me in by having a cool Mad Max car. Yeah, they think to that extent, like, that, that works. There is something here to draw you in. I fully get that. Like, I watched it now, and I'm like, okay, I get it. But it's one of the few songs that I have often skipped after hearing two seconds of it. I 
understand. Because because it's a very specific, you know, kind of sound that you need to be in the mood for, I guess. But I don't know if I had that with like Solove last year or Fire of Love because they felt more like maybe it's just that they were more, you know, traditional songs and this is a little more because it does build, it speeds up pace. <laughs> She's so cute. Uh, our dog is in the room with us and just started making some noises in her sleep. And now I'm crying. So now I'm we, openly weeping. We went quiet for a second just to listen to our dog's little sleeping noises. They're the best noises in the world. They are very sweet. It just goes, hmm? Hmm? Why are we talking about music? I don't need to listen to music. All the noise I need to hear in my life is Chica's little sleeping noises. Yeah, I think that's all I really like. feel about it. Is like, oh, I'm just a little disappointed and... Not like annoyed, but I'm just like, it's it's a lot. And in the context of Eurovision, I'll be like, okay, I'm in the mood to hear this one now. But in the context of like music in my ear holes, I very rarely am like, okay, yeah, give me this one. You know, it, it you know, it, it does demand attention because otherwise it just gives you a headache. And I don't want to be dismissive of, you know, songs like this because I do, like I said, I do like this in theory. I can get very, I mean, this is the kind of song that I can get extremely into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm feeling close to a panic attack. When I'm feeling like really, really bad, I put on this, I put on um, Lemon Demons, As Your Father, I Expressly Forbid It. Hell music. Yes. And I feel like I've tried to explain my concept of hell music before on the podcast, but it... It it really needs to be yeah, overwhelming song that isn't instrumental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't yeah. be instrumental because then I I just get anxious. I just find it really weird. I just don't know how to feel about it because I genuinely do like the the way it builds up and gets faster because that feels very much like you know a folk song. You know many folk songs that are like repetition of the same phrase, but it gets faster every time you sing it. Yeah, that's really commonplace, and in that sense, it's like oh, this really works. And then, you know, pausing before you really break it down and everyone really lets loose. Like, I get what this is doing. I think it does it well. I'm just, this is a very sometimes thing. And that makes it hard for me to say that I really like it. I'm trying to think, like, why I like Mad Max cars (laughs) so much. Why I'm so into, and I think it's because I don't have a driver's license. I notoriously hate cars. When I see a car on the street, I'm just, like, disgusting. Who would ever? I know it is, you know, a detriment to my life that I don't know how to drive. For me to get into cars, they need to be, like, fantasy vehicles. Something that looks cobbled together, something... Yeah, that is that is a little fantastical. When I see a car on the street, I'm just like, that is the most boring object that anyone could ever own i don't i can't think of like a cool car i don't know i mean i guess the kind of car that i like the most out of like cars that i could conceivably own sure right would be just like a white van (laughs) oh boy with tinted windows because at least then you have the air of mystery (laughs) Normal cars are so repellent to me, but then the second I see, like, 
a dune buggy with a skull attached to it. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> Tell me more about this car. Tell me more about this car. The car dealer uh, is like... But not even is, if someone... Car like, dealer is like, that is an art piece that my nephew made that's here in the front of my car dealership. And you're like, yeah, can I drive it? He's like, no, there is no engine in it. And you're like, I want it still, though. <laughs> Like, even in, like, a D&D campaign, if there's, like, a motorized mine cart in the d- abandoned dwarven city or whatever, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. fuck yes! I'm thinking of racing video games, right? Uh, and how often you'll be like, ooh, you, you can customize your car or whatever in, like, a Formula One game, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't give a shit! But I remember playing a Lego racing game... In which you could just make a fucked up little vehicle, uh, and that Perfect. Was, and that yeah. was great. Like I was like, yeah, no, this 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 does it for me. So I I get that. Like, even Mario Kart. Even Mario Kart has like, yeah, no, you want to see the little guys in the car. Yeah, um, it's pointless if you're really driving. You don't want to drive a Mad Max Jeep that's open to the elements. No, if I see someone in like real life, yeah. Driving a car like that, I'm like, fuck you, asshole. I just feel like cars should be fictional. The the car fantasy is like, yep, there for it. But the, in the real life, car, it should just be mm. trains. In real life, all I care about is trains cars and bikes. Cars should be trains. Cars should be trains. At most, a bus. <laughs> I don't believe in, like, personal transportation that isn't just a a bicycle. This is such... Like, what kind of... What is this take? I feel like I'm making perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I, I have to amend this, though, and say that I do like the cars in Antiques Road Trip. But Give me the next car, though, because I'm assuming there's going to be another car. Well, I mean, it, it the theme does uh, complete itself, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, we've seen, a, we've seen a cute little sports you car. You've ever seen cars? The movie? <laughs> I have seen the first Cars movie, yeah. I haven't even seen the first Cars movie. It's I think I've seen like half of it and then fine. I fell asleep because we felt like saw it at slumber party. It's gen it's genuinely it's fine. Let's go to a car uh, in Switzerland. This is returning after uh, last year's uh, Répondez-moi. Uh, John's Tears is back. John's Tears? Can't wait. Um, maybe he grew up a little. Maybe he took a philosophy class. Or maybe he took a driving class. Uh, and this year he has, uh, well, he hasn't narrowed the scope all that much. Because this song is called Tout l'univers. Yeah, tackling the big issues. Tackling the big, the big, the big issues. Yeah. What What is this going to be? Let Let's listen to it. Let's listen to it. Excited. Uh, This is Switzerland entry for this year's Eurovision Song Contest. It's John Steers and Tout l'univers. Oh, he has not cheered up.
up. <laughs> God. I mean, with the with the year we've had, with the year we've had, how do you expect anyone to get more cheery? James Newman got a little more cheerful though. Which, yeah. Again, so. as we as we theorized, is probably due to actually going to couples therapy. Absolutely. It's a healthy, healthy growth. I didn't catch much of the lyrics. No, me neither. So I can't like make fun of those. <laughs> Répondez-moi was understandable from a very base level understanding of French. Yeah. That we as, you know, we French is a native language in Belgium, but we don't speak it constantly so it, it it is not you know necessarily a a you know a second language that we're familiar with but like i can understand french for this i i struggle a bit more to 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 follow the lyrics which to me is a good sign that it seems to not be as like surface level right yeah and your your french is notably better than mine so uh, but i think it's probably good to uh, have a look at what these lyrics, yeah, what these lyrics are about. Gimme. It is a better song than Répondez-moi. Yes? Yeah. Okay, well that, yeah, I mean, that's that's the opinion that you can have. I don't, I'm not saying I disagree, I'm just saying, like, okay, elaborate, perhaps. I think maybe because I don't understand the lyrics, because with Répondez-moi, I was immediately just like, this is just what for i was i was i could tell instantly and i was instantly just like no this isn't well written whatever the music was took a back seat this is probably very much helped by me not understanding the lyrics it's again not a favorite but it gives me a little yeah the the hovi star vibe it it does the scope of tout l'univers well, yeah, 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 you do yeah, yeah. get that like ooh floating through space feeling from it, very cinematic. It is it is very cinematic. Yeah, even without like, you know, looking at the visuals of the whole universe uh and that and that soaring feeling being I guess tied up to like driving, which that does nothing for me, but like the mountains and the like okay tying landscapes to like making it bigger like i get what it's doing but even even without that i think it musically does have a very cinematic quality to it which is which is yeah definitely good for it i will i will say straight up that that immediately gives me very arcade vibes i mean yeah that was john's tears from the start i don't think it was last year as much not as much. That one was a lot artsier, but not in a like a successful way, you know? I feel like there's something a bit more ex- accessible uh, about this by by its lyrics being a little more, you know, uh, obscured. I wish the lyrics of Arcade had been a little more obscured. How many pennies in the slot? I mean, the Americans don't seem to have a problem with it. The Americans like it? Uh, Arcade is huge in America right now. What? Yeah, I... Sh- I what yeah. show was it in? I was, um... Was uh, it in Queen's Gambit or some shit? It was in the show TikTok, the app. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, no, Duncan Lawrence performed Arcade on the Today Show, uh, was on Ellen. Oh, wow. Uh, Good for him. No, it, it blew up. It's been streamed a lot. Um, so yeah, two years after Eurovision 2021, uh, Arcade suddenly got a new life. Uh, we're it talking, is a good song. We're talking about a different song, though, but I'm just saying that it like it does seem like it occupies a similar niche. 
And normally I'd be like, that one last year, whatever, but it has been two years. So that might not be something to hold against the song as much. Maybe not, but also, it's just, you're right, it is very arcadey. It's also just like the same type of guy singing it. Sure-ish. Kind of doing the same voice. Going into, wow, beautiful. No, going into a bit of a falsetto, going into 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 a bit of an ah, yeah, it 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 it, it just occupies a very similar niche. Um, but He's I agree so that to sad. me, it does, yeah, do several things better than than Répondez Moi did in just like allowing me to enjoy it. Let the wind brush their hand over my shoulder, uh, a void in my head, and not a single place to hide. The dawn is fading behind a field of ruins. It's time to grow up. Don't hold yourself back. I see pieces of you behind us, and I see what pain has made of me. The whole universe are two hearts under the ground, at the center of the rift where everything explodes, being at the point of impact without you. Boo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's sad. It's yeah, it's but, cinematic but, and big and sad. I just think in I just think this also brings it closer to arcade because it is a it feels more like oh this is a personal account of how this interpersonal relationship made me feel how many big unfathomable emotions i had that seemed bigger than myself you know i felt the whole universe i feel like this is a good example of what we mean when we say make your lyrics specific because arcade is a uh, what is it like small kid lost in a big arcade small town boy small yeah. town boy in a big arcade yeah and that's a, an image that you instantly see that's a feeling that you instantly well, get yeah, it, it tells you that he is not he's he is in a situation that he was never used to that is foreign to him that isn't like innately something that he knows right so it's like okay without and- me te- without making that very specific it's a metaphor that really yeah, he's not literally a deep sea diver. Right, but it's a metaphor that tells you about how, you know, your main character feels. In yeah, in this case, and I know lost in translation, it's very poetic. It's it's very big. It's it's it uses a lot of, you know, like university language, and I get what it's doing. I get that feeling. It describes a a feeling. Too it's too big. It's yeah, it's big. It's not personal enough. Um, I tried to go to acting school when I was, um, fresh out of high school and I had to perform a piece from Hamlet, but when I talk, I am, I, I gesticulate a lot. I make a lot of gestures. Yeah. Uh, I use my hands a lot. And what one of the, yeah, jury folk, you know, judging my performance said to me was this, that it, it's not, ha- it wasn't happening to me. Hamlet, uh, was taking place two meters around me. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's funny because I move a lot. But I have internalized that because I do understand what that means. And I think in the same sense, saying like, the universe, I'm like, okay, but what about you? How do you feel about it? Like, okay, sure. And I know you're trying to be a very sensitive boy and you're trying to show your emotions very much. He's just trying so, so hard to be... 
Dad, the last shot of the music video where he's just like standing next to the car, having just been saved from the car crash by himself. By himself. Whoa. Mind blown though. And he pulls this really sad face that is not believable at all. Like, I don't buy it. It's just him putting on a sad face while sporting some truly inadvisable facial hair. I think he'd get away better with being a clean-shaven boy, because then he'd be like, oh, he's soft, soft, precious boy. Soft, precious boy. Um, I think that aesthetic would would make this work, yeah. I don't know, I think there's a lot to like about him, probably, as a person. I think his voice is, you know, it is impressive. He's got a good falsetto. Um, Oh, absolutely. I'm just not sure if if the sad boy music is, is it for him. I would love seeing him do... You know, the Eurovision opera pop song? If you're a man and you have a voice like that, you don't have to only use it for, like, emotional songs, like, for sad stuff. You can do real... It is a voice with so much cool potential. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, I don't know. If like, you I mean, don't, this, yeah, this if could you are this could scared be true to do something to, unique with it. Sure, but this could be true to, you know, the artistic vision that he wants to do with his music. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Um, There's nothing necessarily wrong with it, but I don't buy that it is his artistic vision. But I just think songs like this don't really do it for us. Um, I can see this falling in the range of, uh, like, Beautiful Mess. Yes. Where it's just like, that is, a, you completely forget about it, but it finished also in third place, maybe. Oh, right. People fucking love that song. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that and like we never get it. really caught on. I'm like, I, I, only, I only like kind of am beginning to understand what it might have been. But that's the sort of song that like never worked very much for us. John Steers, please, for me, do a Papara song. I would love I I would love to hear that. And I'm not I'm not saying don't try. Don't try so hard. And that's it for this episode of the Eurovision Division Podcast. Join us next time when we talk about more songs from this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I've been your host, Yeroon. I've been your other host, Mira. I'd never do this, but I, you know, I thought I'd give it a try. You know what you can try? Following us on Twitter at Eurodivision. Uh, leave a review or like a, a like on whatever podcasting platform allows that. I don't know. Tell your friends. And uh, until next episode where we're going to listen to three or four new songs. Yes. Until then, good night, Europe. Good night, Europe. Did I do a good job? Sure. Is that okay? <laughs> Are you going to re-record? No.